brunch, we'll be featuring our guest of the week. These guests are often familiar voices on Radio 3, who we hear from time to time. In this entire week, we'll get to know them a bit better, find out about their childhood and their hobbies and some of the defining moments of their lives. This week, I'm super delighted to have a wonderful guest on the program. She's no stranger to Radio 3. Benita Chick is a passionate commentator on many different social causes, from sustainability to inclusion and diversity. Born and raised in Hong Kong, she's an accomplished diver, life coach, LGBTQ plus advocate, founder and CEO of Encompass Hong Kong, which is a local social enterprise that promotes diversity and inclusion. Yesterday, we heard Benita talking about uh, a little bit more about giving back to the community. And right at the end of the program, she talked about her latest hobby, which is an unlikely one, bird watching. Benita, I know you're into diving. I know you're into music. Now birds. Where did that come from? Uh, that was also because of pandemic. <laughs> uh, because like nobody can travel right <laughs> and 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 uh we we run this like bug tour night tour in the summer uh which is uh we it's not so good to run it in the winter because just because of the weather that you don't see as many bugs or they're hibernating they're yeah. hibernating yeah. yeah so uh i talk, discussed with my guide uh one of the a person who worked with me and we said let's try bird watching uh so we go to this place called long ferry long yun in uh in in the new territory and uh it's just by this river and it's very amazing this short stress of uh 800 meters river you can o already see like 30 40 uh, really nice birds and you can tell them uh, from the color you can tell them from the sound uh i'm still learning but i think i can identify uh, about 20 species now common species like maybe the egret and stuff uh and i think it's a fascinating hobby and i know uh, there are some people in hong kong who are really into bird watching? Uh, there's a Hong Kong bird watching society. Uh, people organize trip. Uh, they do photography. Uh, yeah, I know. I was laughing at you just now, Benita. But for my thirtieth, I organize a bird watching thing because you know I was thinking about going clubbing with my friends, but we thought, nope, we're gonna go bird watching. <laughs> so I hired a coach. We packed a, a a school lunch, if you like, and then about thirty of us. Um, went to my po mm. and we 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 went bird watching and then at lunchtime we took out our lunch pack and it was like a school field trip. <laughs> and it was amazing hong kong is actually home mm. to some very interesting uh, migratory birds I, I went in january because that's when my birthday is and a lot of the birds were sort of migrating mm. uh for i think it was for the Oh gosh! Don't, okay, I've, I've completely, um, um, I've completely dug a hole for myself. Anyway, but there were a lot of migratory birds during mm. that time for mm. some reason, mm. and it was like really special to, to to go there. Can you identify the different species now? Now that you're an avid bird watcher, uh, about twenty, about twenty, <laughs> not all of them. I, I, because we only walk on that small stretch of road, and the common birds like the coel, I can recognize. Uh, oh, is that the one that goes? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll try and keep it. I still don't know what they look like. What What do they look like exactly? Uh, they look a, a little bit blackish. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. If, with the with the big uh, black eyes, yes. kind of like the panda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I know which ones. Okay. Because I hear the sounds of it, but I don't really know what they look like. What other hobbies uh, do you have then? What other hobbies? Uh, let me think. Uh, M model cars. You were saying. Uh, was... When I was younger, I built a lot of model cars. Uh, Legos, yeah. Uh, I like cooking. 
Yes. I like cooking a lot. Uh, uh, I like making international cuisine. I like making South American Spanish. Uh, I Oh, another hobby. I, I also learn Spanish. So I can speak a little bit of a Spanish. Oh, muy bien. Hablo uh, un poquito español. Oh, very good. <laughs> Where did you learn Spanish? So the story is uh, because I studied marine biology. So when, when I was a freshman, I uh, went to Mexico for, for two months to study the coral reef there. And uh, that was my first time to expose to Spanish, and I was I was very excited about Mexico, about all the all, all, all the food, uh, tequila, and everything. And I thought, oh, uh, learning learning a language is great uh, to learn about a culture. So uh, when I was in university, I I I studied, I studied Spanish. I, I I have horrible marks with that. I'm not very good with language, but but I still I still like it a lot. Uh, and when I come back to Hong Kong, I spend a few years just taking classes. Uh, it's, it's, it's not easy to learn Spanish. Uh, there's a lot of tenses. Uh, I'm not saying I'm very good at it, but I can do some like simple phrases. And I think, um, yeah, and that with my uh, hobby of cooking, I think uh, cooking and, and language is a great way to uh, understand different culture, especially in Hong Kong, uh, in such a cosmopolitan uh, city. Absolutely. Well, you, you, your reason to learn Spanish is way more profound than mine. I learned Spanish by myself, but only because I really loved Ricky Martin. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved his music. So I was like, oh, when he said Corazon, I was like, oh, okay, that's heart. So I, I learned it like that. All right. Benita, you, you seem to be a person who has, uh, you're a very adventurous person. Mm. Do you think that was sort of cultivated later on in life? Or did you always have that zest? For, I, for life, yeah, I think I think I'm always quite. I, I would say I'm a curious learner. Uh, I I like to try different things. Uh, I like to try it first before I say no to it. Some people will never try it. Uh, and I I remember uh, in in my university year, I spent one year in Australia, uh, in, as a study abroad. And one one time I was uh, traveling in West Sunday. I don't know if your uh, audience know about it. It's this really nice white sand island, and I was on a sailboat. And the lady said to me. Uh, I think you really like enjoying yourself. And I'm like, oh, this is the greatest compliment I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, this is a great compliment. <laughs> because I, I think if if you're able to enjoy yourself, then you will be able to do something with uh, passion and love. Uh, yeah. Because you need to make sure you, you, you enjoy the process as well. And it's yeah. so infectious as well. When you enjoy yourself, the people around you yeah. will also uh, and, and enjoy you as well. But growing up, did you face any sort of struggles or did you have times where you felt down? And how did you overcome those times? Uh, I think uh, sometime I was uh, a bit frustrated with my family uh, because of uh, of my parents. Uh, uh, and sometimes uh, I, I do feel a little bit lonely because um, my mom would go on a lot of business trips and sometimes I'm the only person at home. Uh, but... I think it also maybe forced me to be a little bit more mature to understand that uh, not all family is the same and some is more difficult than another. Uh, yeah, I I think it's good for my good for my character and and that I I understand that sometimes I'm you just need to figure out things along. You cannot rely on other people. Yeah, I so. can I can tell you you are you close to your mom. Yeah, I'm very close to my mom. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. I remember you shared a story before in in your TED talk as well. How your mum, or even in a conversation we had before, how your mum was in America when it was September the 11th yes. for a business trip. That was a life-changing experience for you as well. Yeah, so 
uh, in in September 11, that story is um, uh, I was in a physics class and we were actually uh, it's a real story. I was calculating the trajectory of uh, aeroplanes because、uh, we were taking mechanics, and then I heard this loud noise outside my classroom, and everybody was like shouting, and then I go out and find out oh、uh, that's、uh, September 11, and I was、uh, immediately I was paralyzed because I didn't know if my mom was in America because、uh, I my mom traveled so 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 much that I. I, I forgot like where on、you、earth she's. Track,、yeah. I lose track where she is, and that was before WhatsApp, before all the communication we have. Then、uh, I immediately call her, and she's like, "Oh, I'm in Hong Kong. What's what's going on?" And I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." Uh, but uh, she, uh, two of her colleagues、uh, died in 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 the tragedy. So.、Um, Yeah,、uh, and, and that's life into perspective. Yeah, and, and that to me, I've,、uh, in September 11,、uh, also because I live in the international student dorm, and obviously we have people from different culture, different religion, and I remember like that night, everybody was crying, everybody was very emotional、uh, about what happened and what it meant.、Uh, so I think that that was one of the most significant moment when I was an undergrad student as well. Yeah. Benita, thank you so much for for digging so deep. Tomorrow you'll be back for one last episode where we'll talk a little bit more about the philosophy and whether you have a motto、uh, that you live by. Thank you so much. Yeah.